Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. So hello and welcome to this special edition of On Board with Cruise Passenger. And today we're on board something really special, Regent Seven Seas' new ship. The grandeur was christened only a few days ago, and I'm here with Caroline Smith, Managing Director of International Markets, to talk about the luxury cruiser and this ship. So Caroline, tell us a little bit about today's luxury cruiser. Thank you, Peter. I'm thrilled to be with you here on board Seven Seas Grandeur. So today's luxury cruiser, well, I think there's many things that a luxury cruiser is looking for in this day and age, but for me, I think I can probably put it into different categories. So space, choice, time and connection, they would be the four areas that that I believe and I see in the wants and needs of our guests. So space, I mean, we've seen a a demand for more space, haven't we? And I think we've definitely seen a lot of people looking for special occasions and upgrading to... um, spacious suites and ships as part of their holiday preferences. That kind of revenge spending that we saw coming out of pandemic. Absolutely, I think. And that's something we really believe at Regent, that people shouldn't compromise when they travel. And we see that from luxury guests. They don't want to compromise when they travel. It's very important to them. And they want to do it in style. And they want to enjoy that space and that choice. So with space, obviously, at Regent, we have unrivaled space at sea. So among the highest space-to-guest ratios, we have some of the most spacious balconies at sea which again is so important when you're enjoying the destination to sit Mm. outside the outside space is very crucial and on a ship like this seven seas grandeur i mean you've seen it right the um expansive public spaces and the facilities i suppose and the space that you can enjoy in those spaces you would expect on much larger cruise ships i absolutely agree i must say i've been bowled over by the number of different areas on the ship you can go to from a fabulous library to gorgeous restaurants, of course there's a pool area. And I'm glad you mentioned the suites because I just had the impression that, maybe I'm wrong, that my veranda was bigger and I'd been on three of this style of ship and I'm convinced it's bigger. Is it bigger? <laughs> I, th- I don't think it's bigger, but you might be in a slightly different suite category. So oh, that, there are some true. tweaks that you, within yeah. the suite categories. Um, but it's certainly, you know, I stood out there yesterday and it's just the most wonderful place mm. to be, isn't it? You know, there's so much to enjoy on the ship, but I love nothing more than to sit there with a book on the balcony and just enjoy that outside space. And it's even more important when you're in destinations like Alaska, of course, where you want yes. to enjoy the vistas and the views. So, But it, it's throughout the ship, whether it's a cabana, on the pool deck or like say a little nook in the library that you can just find that peace on a ship like Seven Seas Grandeur and that's something we we pride ourselves on we know that's what luxury guests are looking for and we make sure that we deliver on that promise I think that's a really important point there's a relaxed luxury aboard this ship you absolutely know you're on a luxury ship the art you know the, the decorations the way it's been designed tells you that but it's not stuffy it's actually very, very much uh, in that kind of modern feel. And to some extent, it does reflect some of the destinations that you sail to. So tell me a little bit about the ship itself, the design. What's special about this iteration of your ships? Because it's, I think, the third? Yes, absolutely right. Um, So obviously, Seven Seas Grandeur is a sister ship to Seven Seas Explorer and Seven Seas Splendor. But what we've really tried to achieve with this ship is it's essentially a culmination of 30 years plus 
experience in luxury well, cruising. And well. it's, you know, we really pride ourselves on perfecting every moment. You know, we don't pretend to get everything right the first time. So it could be like little tweaks. And, and I think it really is that with this ship. It's tweaks because we've achieved something very special with Explorer and Splendor. But this is just about perfecting every single nuance, every single element. So the, the ship really delivers on what guests are looking for. It's that heritage of perfection, I think. That is the, the special line that's being used for this ship. Yes, and um, you can see it, I think, can't you? You can well, see in the craftsmanship, in the details. But more importantly, I think, you know, the hardware is one thing. And guests do expect that when they're looking for a luxury holiday. But actually, it's the service and that kind of warm, enveloping hug that you get from the crew and that personalised connection. That really is something special. And that comes from 30 years plus of experience of doing this and catering to our guest needs. So Regent has staked out a claim as the ultra-luxury line. There are a few pretenders out there, we have to admit, but it has carved a, a very big niche now globally as a brand. Um, how do you think it's achieved that? What's, what's special? Is it the food? Is it the ships? Is it the service? I think it's a culmination of things. I think it's the it's definitely the hardware. We have the world's most luxurious fleet. I think that goes a long way, but it, it genuinely is that experience. We focus on ocean cruising. We've done this a very long time and we listen to our guests. It's so important. We listen to their feedback and we make sure that we're tweaking the experience accordingly. Coming back to that choice, I think it's really important, you know, that a luxury traveller wants to travel on their terms. So we can cater for any wish and any want that they have, whether it's through choice of destination, over 500 destinations globally, over 4,000 shore excursions they can choose from, wow. all included in the price. Um, the restaurant choices you would have seen on Grandeur here, you know, we have seven dining venues, those speciality restaurants, Compass Rose being, have you been in Compass Rose yet? It's beautiful. It's breathtaking, isn't it's it? It's absolutely beautiful. That, yeah. those, that tree-like area where they've used that, the jewels, uh, the yes. crystals inside the, the actual pillars. It's stunning. It took my breath away when yes. I walked in. Um, but in addition to that, the, the menu offers something so unique from a choice perspective because you can design your own entree. You can take your kind of main elements, your sauces, your sides, your pasta dishes, and you can basically design your I own entree, which is highly unusual. Mm. But that comes back to that choice, right? You've got the space of the restaurant, you've got the choice, and you've got the time to enjoy it. You're not rushed. You can dine with whomever you wish, whenever you wish. Um, and that's really important to these guests. Well, we were in Pacific. Rim uh, yesterday, Me last too. night, and I must say it is sensational. Uh, absolutely beautiful. It's got that gorgeous tree in front of it with those amazing crystal lights that I think were each one hand blown in the form of a cherry tree. Yes. And it's it's actually only when you're walking out of the restaurant and you see it lit. That's true. That I you, felt the same. Yes. yes. Yeah. So most people look inside, yes. they see the tree and they think, Oh, it's a tree. But when you're walking out of the restaurant, this gorgeous pink glow at the end of a corridor, yeah. it's stunning. And you don't feel like you're on a ship, do no. you? This kind of high ceiling and this huge sort of entranceway. And um, I don't know about, about you, but my um, 
dinner there last night was just exquisite. Yes, so, it was absolutely you know, gorgeous. That, I, I must say, yes. the, the miso fish that they do there. I had the same. Yeah, I, delicious. I've had it. Yeah. I think on all three ships, yeah. and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the really, miso really cod good. is uh, absolutely to die for. So I would certainly put that on your bucket list. Yes. <laughs> miso cod at Pacific Rim is the place to be. But I, I completely <laughs> agree. I cannot cannot complain. Now, um, the all inclusive nature yes. of the cruise is another really important. Regent feature. Uh, you can take shore excursions. You can choose your restaurants, and there's absolutely nothing you have to get your wallet out for. No, and that I think is a real Regent difference. So we truly are all inclusive, with the exception of the boutiques and the spa. Yeah. You know, you can leave your wallet or your purse in your safe and never get it out whilst you're on board if you choose to. So you know, everything from all this incredible Epicurean perfection to the destination immersion, the shore excursions, the laundry, the Wi-Fi, you know, you literally can relax, enjoy your holiday without having to even think about those kind of elements. You know, when you step off the ship, it's not about what, always what you pay to get on the ship, it's what you pay to get off the ship. Yeah. But with Regent, you can relax knowing that that's all taken care of. And that is a really important component of luxury, because you have to believe that billionaires probably never reach for their wallet either, because <laughs> yes. there's always someone else to pay, right? Now, a really important um, element of what you're doing next year, which I really found fascinating, and it, it really harks back to what you were saying about listening to guests, I understand, is the idea of these longer port stays, 10-day cruise, but four port nights. So you, are you actually stay, staying over, you can see more of a port. Tell me a little about that. Exactly right. We're really excited to launch this imminently. So we have three itineraries in 2024 and three itineraries in 2025. And those four ports, you have an overnight in each port of call. So you can truly immerse in those destinations and the nightlife and the restaurants. And we're currently just working through some, you know, really exclusive experiences in each port that will really bring that to life. So we are so excited to launch those itineraries and to see how they're received. But we're definitely seeing, you know, that trend for sort of more immersion, which Regent does anyway, but we're trying to see how we can take that to the next level. We offer our guests who choose that something a bit different. I think that's very important, particularly in today's rather overcrowded world. Yes. So if you go to, I understand Rome is one of the destinations. It is, yes. Yeah. yeah. So Rome is a very beautiful city, but also a city that many people like to go to. Absolutely. So knowing yes. that you've got more time and knowing that Regent is creating some special experiences for you yes. can Where make you don't it more need accessible. to queue. Exactly. exactly. You know, that Regent will take care of every detail so you can just go straight in and immerse yourself. Exactly right. We're very excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it's become the number one, I think, concern. Yes, I want to go to those special places but will I be able to see what I need to see and will I be able to experience them? I think that's that's really important. And another thing that's come up quite a lot is personalization. I know you mentioned the way the staff you know, already create that idea that you're someone special. Yes. But I think there's even more coming that will mean that guests will understand and actually get a really personal experience aboard this ship. I agree. And for me, I think it's always come quite naturally for Regent, you know, having had the, you know, the luxury of sailing a few times and um, with my role but I think you know last night I walked into the Grandeur Lounge after dinner and I hadn't even sat down and one of my favorite waitresses came with uh, my preferred after dinner drink now, right. I've only been on board for two days and <laughs> yeah. that just blew me away you know that she knew that that's exactly what I wanted in, in that moment and that for me is the personalization that Regent offers really understanding individual guests 
taste preferences, you know, what's stocked in your mini bar. It's like that lovely delight, you know, when you get back to your suite and something's waiting for you that you really want at that particular moment. So yes, I think it's something we continually improve and um, but it's also something that we've done very well for many years and, and it just that, happens naturally. Is that staff training? Because I mean there are a lot of people out there with a lot of gadgets that create the idea of personalization. I mean, you know, I've been on ships where you can kind of you carry a little gadget and and the waiter shimmers up with a glass of champagne because you pressed a button. Yes. And, no, and, and actually says, hello, Peter, here's a glass of champagne. Sure, But sure. it's not really personal. No, I, exactly right. And I think with Regent, it's a much deeper emotional connection. You know, our guests will often say to us that we feel cared for like family. So we want to pamper our guests and look after our guests. But there's a genuine friendship and a bond that is often built between the crew and the guest. And, you know, they often return. We have our loyal guests that return time and time again. And you see tears and you see hugging in the, the gangway wow. when they're yeah. reunited with our crew and that is personalization from Regent you know it's that connection and that caring and we have such a passionate team of people um, not just on the ships but behind the scenes and you know if that passion shines through you know you can't escape it I don't think when you're on board you're enveloped in it. And really important, you do have a very high return rate. Absolutely, yes. We have a huge um, loyal following from our past guests, but also we're seeing a lot of, you know, new to Regent guests who are excited oh, to yes. trade up into uh, the luxury proposition. We're seeing a lot of people coming on board to s celebrate special occasions because we do that so incredibly well. We create these unforgettable moments for our guests celebrating milestone birthdays, anniversaries. So yes, we have a loyal following, but we're also excited to see you know these new Regent guests who are discovering the brand and you know very excited to keep coming back time and time again. Just to talk a little bit about Australia where of course Regent has yes. a very very big brand and is really popular particularly uh, among those who like luxury cruising. Tell us a little bit, a bit about how the Australian market's going and how you think Australians will take to a ship like this. Sure. Well, it's an, a topic I'm very passionate about. Um, uh, Australia is very close to my heart, but it's a very important market, market for the growth of luxury crews in general. Australia and Asia, very, very important markets. And um, we're absolutely dedicated and committed to innovative ways growing that market and we're seeing enormous growth um, out of the international regions and for Australia and Asian guests you know they're very discerning guests oh, yes. and they enjoy they truly appreciate you know what Regent has to offer particularly from the Epicurean perfection and the cuisine and those immersive cuisine experiences on shore you know the go local tours the explorer tours but also, you know, they appreciate the butler service that comes with the penthouse suites and above. They truly appreciate the sommeliers and the pairing of the fine wines with the dinners. Yes. Um, so it's, the very, it's, it's a great they? fit, actually, um, for the Australian, Asia, Pacific guests, um, the guests from Asia as well. And they love the art, of course. I mean, the art is sensational on the ship and across the fleet. But... I can't wait for those Australian Asian guests to come on board Seventies Grandeur and see what we can offer in terms of these cultural experiences. And that translates off of the ship as well. So we have partnership in Australia with the Australian Ballet, with the oh, Queensland yes. Ballet, yep. the Art Gallery in New South Wales. So all of those cultural enrichment and, and things that we offer on board, we also work on shore as well to make sure that we're getting the Regent name out there and finding, you know, those discerning guests from these incredible markets. And of course, when Australians travel to places like the Mediterranean, which is a 
big favourite for Regent, there is the chance for them to extend their stay. But I think it's becoming increasingly popular. It's, you know, nowadays you, the investment of travel to certainly from Sydney, um, actually Absolutely. from anywhere in Australia, to, to places like Europe and America mean that you really want to stay longer and experience more. And I think Regent has been offering some extensions on their cruises. Absolutely, yes. We do some pre and post land tours options, um, which are very popular. And also, um, we see a lot of back-to-back voyages from Australian oh, guests really? as well. Yes, so they'll choose, because we have very poor intensive itineraries and lots of different itineraries in the med. You know, we can just combine those voyages um, for those guests and they can create a package and an itinerary that they want. So it comes back to that choice and making sure that we get the right holiday experience for them. And are Australians, do they have any particular preferences on ships or or things they do? Not particularly, no. The, you know, the appeal across the fleet, I think predominantly people pick on itinerary first. Yes. And then the rest, you know, follows afterwards. But we have the beauty of having the world's most luxurious fleet and we have the offerings, different offerings across the fleet that can appeal to particular journeys. So, no, I think the appeal is quite broad in that regard. Now, you mentioned art and, of course, Regent has really staked a claim to being art ships. In, in fact, it it always appears to be the real point of difference. Of course, the food's great, the ships are gorgeous, but the art is a very particular difference. And I think on this ship, you're working on something um, really new, which is an art app, which allows you to go around the ship and listen to the artists themselves tell you about the, the paintings. I think it's a $6 million collection that this ship carries. Yes, multi-million dollar collection. And you know, it's always been the case across the fleet. We've always had this passion as a brand for art. I'm not sure we've always shouted about it enough, if I'm completely honest. Um, so, yeah, we have incredible collections across the fleet. This one is one of my favourites on board Seven Seas Grandeur. And, yes, this incredible app um, that allows you to immerse and sort of get to know the the artist and the thought process behind the piece. It's really, you know, engaging and immersive. And for art lovers, it's really something not to miss. I must say, I've seen quite a few people with their headphones or earplugs in going around looking at the paintings, and I've done it myself, and it really gives you a completely new dimension to listen to the artist explain why what you're looking at is the way it is. It's really quite fascinating. Sure, and of course we've got this one-of-a-kind Fabergé egg on board this ship, which is breathtaking. Yes, so um, that really is the um, piece de resistance, if you like, in the Grandeur art collection. Yes, so the egg was actually made especially for the Grandeur. Yes, um, German angels. By the granddaughter of the founder of Fabergé, famous, of course, for its Romanov eggs. But this particular egg, is it always going to be in the atrium there so people can look at it? It will be, so that our guests can enjoy it, absolutely. So it will stay on deck five um, so people can experience it, enjoy it, and um, it has to be seen, you know, it's not something we want to hide away. So, yeah, we're very, very excited for all of our guests to come on board, see that. But as you say, you know, it's just one piece of an incredible art collection. The tapestry um, is absolutely sensational you have to meters. 40 meters it's long it's just stunning it's, and yes. he sewed into the tapestry pieces of coral and pieces of stone and again you know listening to the app they're just watching him there's an incredible scene where he takes the tapestry which he's been working on on tables with 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 obviously his workers and they they actually 
roll it up, take it outside, and then haul it up above his house, forty meters of tapestry, <laughs> and they and they all burst into spontaneous applause, and he burst into tears. It's really. Maybe. Very, very yes. emotional. Yes, yeah. And when you see that, and then you look at the tapestry again, with that story in mind, it brings the whole thing to life and gives it new meaning. Absolutely, there's so much to see on this ship. You know, from the art pieces themselves to the fixtures and fittings and the, the decorative pieces. Of course, so much to experience. Famous experience. chandeliers. Yeah, the chandeliers. I mean, in the observation lounge, you have this kind of organic structure with millions of crystals, and it's just. It's just breathtaking. Just the craftsmanship and the time, and you know, artistry and dedication that's gone into just a single chandelier. Really, I think it comes back to what we started with, right? A yeah. heritage of perfection in every single element aboard this ship. Yes,、yeah, really interesting, and of course, it brings you to that question: Can a ship be a work of art? And later on, we'll be talking actually to the designers、uh, yes, of the grandeur. Yes, fantastic.、Uh, and I think it's the first time in the history of the company that the designers have been allowed to do the whole ship, as opposed to, you know, perhaps one of the restaurants or one of the the, the public areas, the atrium.、Um, so start to finish. Yes, it's a design ship by one design studio. That's correct. Yep, Studio Dado have been incredible partners on this, as have Finn Cantieri. So yeah, it's a, there's a lot of people behind the scenes have brought this together. But I think we have created something incredibly special, and I very much look forward to welcoming the Australian and Asian guests over to Europe and、um, beyond. You know, to experience this ship and the rest of the fleet. I'm absolutely sure they'll be coming. I'm absolutely sure they'll be coming. So, what do you think? Can you can a ship be a work of art? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a work of art is something that sort of intrigues you and creates debate, and it's just endless on this ship. You know, every single sort of view and nuance is just offers something different. So, I truly believe.、Um, I might be a little bit biased here, but I truly <laughs> believe that. Seven Seas Grandeur is breathtaking. She's a work of art, and it has to be seen to be believed. Well, I must say we've been on board a very short time, but she's a very impressive and different ship. And I think it's a great question we'll take to Studio Dado:、yes. Have they created a work of art or not?、Wonderful. Caroline, thank you very much indeed. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much, and to your listeners. With me is Johandel Ruiz from Studio Dado, who designed the ship from top to bottom. Johandel. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Peter. Lovely to have you. So, tell us, what's it like to get a brief like designing one of the world's most luxurious ships? Yeah, for us, it's truly a dream come true. We love, as a design firm, to really work with the best and be able to work with people that understand design and understand the power of design in transforming a guest experience. And I think no one does it better than Regent. I really think they understand their guest demographic. They understand the level of luxury. That they're accustomed to, and they understand what that means and how that will translate to an onboard experience. And for us, working so deeply with everyone from the president to the brand to the day-to-day people that really work on the operational side of the ship is so important. And I have not ever met a team that's as dedicated to that guest experience as the Regent team. It's really interesting because, of course, if you think about it, Regent ships are quite unique in that. Wherever you are, there is a different kind of environment. I was, for instance, walking along Prime Seven and really marveling at the fact that those lights 
on the side as you go down on the on the uh, on the co columns really give you a kind of art deco bar feel yes. uh, and then you come into a restaurant like this which is open and out the lighting and particularly a lot of the chandeliers are really a hallmark of what happens on these ships Definitely. Lighting is very important and it's just one aspect of the design process um, that we go through. Really, we start with really understanding and defining what luxury is. And you know, that word gets tossed really around so, right? so easily. And, <laughs> and everybody these days seems to be using that word luxury and it means different things to different people. So for us, and I think for Regent, the word luxury goes far beyond decoration, goes far beyond the way a space looks, but it's how is the guest going to feel in that environment? Yeah. Are they going to be comfortable? Have we anticipated their needs? Everything from the way, let's say in a stateroom, where we've located the outlets, where we've located the light switches, are the drawers lined? So when they put their jewelry in the drawers, they're safe and they're not going to get scratched. Is the vanity mirror at the right height? Yeah. Because we have women yes. of different heights and we have gentlemen of different heights. So how do we find that right height? For us, luxury, it, it's really far beyond the built environment. And it's really about anticipating the guest needs and understanding that these are the top guests of the world. They've traveled everywhere. They've seen everything. How do we give them an environment that's maybe like home, but a little bit better? How do we give them a restaurant that's something they've never seen before, that's rooted in a sense of place and has a story behind it? So then when they're dining in an Italian restaurant, there's a story that starts to unfold around them also creating spaces that are transformative. So if they come during the day, for instance, like in the main dining room, they'll have one type of experience. And then when they return to that restaurant in the evening, the restaurant transforms and becomes a different experience that's a bit more elevated for the evening. So we're always as designers looking at ways and how we can really enchant and awe the guests from every perspective, not only from design, but from service. And how do we facilitate that service? How do we make restaurants more comfortable? How do we make it more comfortable for the staff to be able to serve the guests? So design is really a multi-pronged approach in, in our mind. Very interesting. And I, and I think we, um, both of us attended a forum recently where people were talking about guest experience with you. And one of, one of the guests had talked about the fact that he was uh, very tall and Therefore, the level of seating was a little bit uncomfortable for him. So really difficult to try and get that absolutely right, particularly with beds, for instance. I, I think from personal experience, um, the suites really are a marvel. I, I'm convinced that my balcony is bigger than it was on Explorer, but I somehow think... No, it's the same, it's the same thought, size. Yeah. So maybe I've been on other ships but since, you know, and now what, I think it's... What big. we've done on grandeur is we've lightened up the color palette. So oh. when you walk through the entire vessel, the color palette is a lot brighter, it's a lot lighter, the wood tones are lighter, and what that does is it makes the space feel larger. I get it, So I get it. we've kind of migrated away from using the darker tones, which are still beautiful and lovely, but we've moved into a bit more of a contemporary aesthetic for this vessel being the third in its class. Yeah. And I think the world has also made a shift, and now we think in a more contemporary fashion. So we're just kind of keeping up with the times and with what's happening around us in the design community. So this ship does feel a little bit larger because the colors have been brightened up a bit and they're a little bit softer, more muted and lighter overall in feel. But it's a ship and it's a ship with a luxury hotel feel. I, I do feel there is, you know, there is some, some references to what I'd expect in a luxury hotel, but it's also a ship. How do you bring that it's a ship 
to the the luxury design that you have. Obviously, in my state, what I understand because I've got my my veranda. But of course, well, you know, as designers that work in this in this arena, which we really, you know, we're naval designers. We work in in the community of designing cruise ships. For us, it's always been important to celebrate the fact that the ocean is key and that the sea is key to the design. You want to make sure that. Let's say in this restaurant that we're sitting in, Prime Seven, we've done a tremendous amount of work to try to capture the vistas. And if you look, the interior walls are all lined with glass, actually mirror. And the reason why they have mirror is because if the guest is facing inward and they're facing away from the exterior glazing, you want them to still have that connection to the ocean. You don't want them to have their back to the restaurant, but you want them to have the restaurant reflected on the mirrors and also the view reflected on the mirrors. Yeah. So that's just one little detail. I always love the fact that. You know, when you're on a cruise ship, and when you decide to take a vacation on a cruise ship, it really is about that celebration of the sea.、Yeah. And a lot of other cruise lines do so much to kind of hide that experience, where I think you have to celebrate that experience. So we had a discussion this morning, which was quite interesting, around the idea. So Regent's specialty is art, and the art on this ship is really magnificent. And we were asking whether a ship could be a work of art in itself. What do you think about that? I think you know when I look at this ship, I think this ship is a work of art. Not only does it house a beautiful collection, and not only does it have pieces that we can go into detail a little bit further, like the piece, you know, the Tree of Life that's outside of the Pacific Rim、yes. restaurant.、Yeah. We have these signature pieces that are really transcending, and they really capture you, and they tell a story. But when you look at the overall architecture that we've created, I think it is a piece of art. And what I love about this ship, compared to its sister ships, is we were the sole architect, and that gave us a lot of freedom to really choreograph the entire experience. So when you become the sole architect of the entire project, you really get to get into the mindset of the guest and navigate from bow to stern and think, how do I want this guest to travel? What is that experience like from the moment I arrive into the atrium to the time I get onto the lift and then I get into my suite, and then I get ready for dinner and then I travel? What is that? What does that journey feel like? What do I want them to feel? What do I want them to smell? What do I want them to see? So. All those sensory experiences we were able to capture, and we were able to choreograph and coordinate. And you know, as designers, we have to become a little bit of a psychologist. You know, we're、yeah. always thinking about traffic patterns and thinking about if I want to get the guests from point A to point B, I can go in a linear fashion, or I can have them go through a journey of meandering pathways,、yeah. experiencing different things at different areas. And and that's the part I love about design. I love being able to. Kind of take the guest on this journey to experience something that we've created for them that isn't like anything they've seen before, and I think、yeah. this ship does a great job at that. I think if we take Pacific Rim for instance, that entrance was always signature to us. In the first vessel, if you recall, in Explorer, we had the Tibetan prayer wheels, which was very interactive, and then guests were allowed that moment before they entered the restaurant to spin one of the prayer wheels. It gave them a small, little, beautiful, you know. Yeah. Offering it, it a gave them a, a, a unique wish, and then it kind of puts them in the mindset of I'm going into a very special experience now, and they leave the past behind, and then they kind of get ready for their dinner. The second vessel we did the beautiful dragon, yes, and it was a very mystical dragon. Guests were able to interact and walk through it and really engage with that sculpture. So for this piece, I remember, you know, this is one of the things I loved about Frank Del Rio. He would pick up the phone at any given time, and he would just. You know, give us ideas. He's 
he, he was just such an avid thinker and such an art connoisseur and lover. So he called me one day and he said, Yo, Handel, I know what we're going to do for the third vessel. We're going to do a tree of life. So I need you to come up with what that tree of life is going to be because I want to tell that story. So, you know, for me, being an Asian restaurant, it had to tie to Asia somehow. And I thought the cherry blossom was the perfect tree. Yeah. Because it really talked about the cycle of life and how fragile life is and how fleeting it is, but how beautiful it is as well. So we really hung our hat on that, worked with a company out of Seattle and developed that experience. And I have to tell you, every person that walks into that restaurant just takes a moment to pause and ponder that tree, touch it, walk around it. And I think it completely changes your mindset. And then the minute you walk into the restaurant, you, you're coming at it from a very different place. I think you're right. I, and it is a magnificent piece. Did it take any reference from Japan at all? It did. Yes, definitely. You know, in the Japanese culture, they really revere the Japanese tree because it is this cycle of life. It yep. is this, you know, there's a birth and then there is this notion of the leaves fall and the blossoms go away with the wind. They are only there for a certain amount of time, but then it is reborn again. So there's like this notion of, you know, family. Those of us are going to pass on, but then our children are going to live on and leave that legacy. And then it gets repeated and repeated over and over again. So we thought that was just a beautiful metaphor for, each, for each that. Each of the blooms are actually made by hand. They're made by hand and they're hand painted. Yes. Um, and I mean, I think they did a magnificent job. See, even I, the way, even the way that the trunk of the tree twists yes, and turns, yes. that was all designed Little and choreographed. Like. Yes, yeah. yes. But I think what's most interesting for me is, so I saw the tree from the outside two or three times, and it is indeed magnificent, but not as fabulous as when you're leaving the restaurant, yes. or walking up that corridor, and it is there in all its pink glory, completely um, transforming the exit, if you like. And when you're sitting, I, I, I had the pleasure of sitting and dining and my view was directly towards the entrance of the restaurant. So I got to see that tree and it glows. It really glows from afar. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, you know, those elements that are so beautiful, like the Fabergé egg. There's like these attention to detail that I think Regent gets right, that a lot of other cruise lines don't. They really go far and beyond to deliver these very unique experiences even down to the craftsmanship of the vessels, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. The way chairs are detailed, the way that the place settings are set on the table. And I think that's what the guests really look for. They look for these extraordinary experiences that take them beyond just a wonderful cruise experience. It's those little details that stay in their memory. It's very interesting. So I'll tell you another story that's similar to that. So when I got on the ship, I'm always aware that the atrium stairs are a statement piece. You know, I, I still remember seeing, you know, the line's former president, Frank Del Rio, actually placing the artwork in his dungarees. And um, particularly remember that when I went to bed, there were two statues either side of the staircase. And when I got up, they'd gone because Mr. Del Rio decided he didn't really like them there after all. So when I saw the staircase on this ship, I thought, well, um, slightly understated and not what I'd expected. The art tour is really a great way to learn. Actually watching the artists talk about their work is really moving and inspiring and transforms the experience. But it made me go behind the staircase right. and it and made that beautiful me look piece. up. And I yeah. know you're going to say, yes, Peter, that's what you're supposed to do with the staircase. <laughs> because then when I looked at the staircase, which suddenly looked like a giant zipper, and then looked at the tapestry and then the skylight above it, you have this enormous cathedral-like It's space, pretty spectacular. And then the chandelier, which too. Which everybody I've stare. spoken to since 
missed until I told them about it. It's a really interesting point because it is a great statement, but you have to know it's there. Without the art tour, I wouldn't have discovered it. And you know, I actually love that about this vessel, and, and we try to do that in our work too. Every so often, we try to create experiences that are discovery experiences that you may not discover the first or second day, but then you walk behind the stair and you tend to look up and you find something that you would have never seen before. Yes. And I think those little jewels of <laughs> hidden treasures, I think that keeps the guests on this journey. And I'm going to give you another story. When we were designing Compass Rose, Frank Del Rio came to us and said, you know, for this third vessel, this is going to be my you know, swan song. I want to really go out with a bang. And I want this vessel to really be not only this heritage of perfection, but really the the pinnacle. What, how, how can we how can we elevate that Compass Rose experience in the main dining room? And I said, Frank, are you sure? This is going to cost us some money, but I can dream big. And he's like, yo, Handel, dream big. <laughs> so we went back to the office and I said, guys, we've got to create something really magical. And I've been thinking about this idea of a magical forest. And what if, as you descend down the staircase, you're confronted with this beautiful waterfall on a cliff's edge, and then you go behind the waterfall and through the cliff, and you arrive at this beautiful magical forest with these trees. And there's not going to be any chandeliers. The trees are going to be the chandeliers, and they're going to glisten and glow. And then your outside walls are just going to disappear. So it's going to feel like you're in a starry night sky at night when you're dining. And everybody was like, how are we going to do that? I said, I don't know, but that's the idea. <laughs> so then I can't tell you the amount of engineering that had to go into this and how hard we had to work with the cruise ship yard to, to really establish this. There's a lot of technical um, issues we had to overcome. But when you walk and you're coming down the stairs from deck five to deck four, you know, you don't see the main dining room. You do. You, you have do. to discover it. You, you see that what looks and like you a see that waterfall. And then yeah. I have to tell you, it's just warmed my heart because every time I see a guest walk in and they walk behind that waterfall, the first thing they say is, wow. I know. It's absolutely so it's, right. So it's kind of that, that's what we want to capture in some of the is, spaces. And, and not every is, space but has to be that. Our, but For the sake of our listeners, of course, what I saw was this amazing, almost bejeweled forest um, shaped, you know, in, in, extra in an extraordinary way, almost like like boughs of the trees yes, were and it's the canopy down. of the trees yeah as, it, as if they're under. actually falling from the sky or actually just falling from the top of the tree and they're everywhere creating these arches and the waiters are coming around and at you and of course the waiters are gorgeously dressed in their evening wear and and these boughs with their crystals are are catching the light and then there are amazing chandeliers so it is a really magical place. So well done. It's, it absolutely is a bold statement and certainly different. You know, wherever possible, not everywhere, but whenever possible, we love to create those signature spaces that really take the guests in a completely different place. You know, it's, it's a unique environment. It's magical. It's not your everyday restaurant. And we think those experiences really, you know, the, the guests are going to remember how they felt in that space. And I think, you know, I had the privilege of dining there two days ago with my mother, who it's the first time she's been on the brand. And she said, you know, I feel special dining in here. Yeah. I, I feel, you know, no matter where you sit, you have a great view and you just feel special being in that environment. And, you know, she's going to go home and tell all her friends about this magical dinner she had. And I think design has that, that power to really elevate the experience to that level. And is that the piece you're proudest of on the ship? I have to say that is a piece I am very proud of, but I'm also very proud of the sweets. 
I think what we've done with the suites in this class of ships, with the redecoration of some of the top tier suites, like the master and the superior, and of course, you know, the jewel, which is the regent suite. I think bringing them to a bit more of a contemporary aesthetic and the color palette and just the level of comfort in the furnitures, I think I'm really proud of that as well. So tell me a little bit about the Regent Suite. So it's $11,000 uh, a night. It's full of artwork. 4,000 square four, feet. 4,443 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, <laughs> square feet. To be exact. An absolutely magnificent piece. Um, and of course, bigger than most people's homes. And it, does it still have the royal bed, the mattress yes, it does. made of horse hair? it has hair. the mattress made of horse hair. That's its signature. But, you know, when we were designing the suite, I really designed it for Frank Del Rio. In my mind, I said, would that, how, would how that do be I the design? gold taps in the special well, private spa? Well, to me, it was, it was about how do we create a suite for an art connoisseur and an art collector? Yeah. where every piece of furniture is elevated to an art form. So when you look at the main, you know, the dining room table, it's this beautiful carved cylinder. It's a complete sphere. And it has this beautiful glass, um, wood top that sits above it. And it almost seems to, you don't, you don't even know how it's, it's stable because it seems to just float. And then, you know, obviously the chairs become a signature piece as well. But every piece in the room from the floor lamps to every every item of decoration is elevated to an art form. Yeah. And not to mention the art also that's in the suite, the, the actual, you know, Can beautiful art. Can you tell us what's in the suite? Well, oh. I know there's a Picasso and there's other pieces. Um, the artists are not coming to mind right now, but just really beautifully elevated um, art. Yeah. And some, from my recall on on earlier vessels, um, there, there are even the interior pieces, the lighting, um, I can remember the side lights. I think some of them were like swans or flamingos, yeah. really setting this amazing yeah, here, aesthetic. Here we've gone in a more contemporary fashion. By the way, can I just tell our listeners at home there isn't a volcano going off. This is a ship and we are now pulling out of port. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, your handle, thinking about the Regent Street, which is, of course, the pinnacle of the ship, um, when you are approaching something like that, I mean, some may say, you know, that it's designed to be over the top. That's why, you know, it has a mattress once slept on by Queen Elizabeth and, and a piano designed by, I'm trying to remember who it was, but a very famous designer. It, is the idea to be really quite splashy in a suite like that? You know, I think our approach for this third vessel was not to be flashy, but really to be, to create a suite that was opulent and beautiful, but still refined and tasteful and obviously, you know, it's 4,443 square feet, so it's really, really large. Yeah. And I think space is such a luxury. And when you're in that suite, you really understand what that means. You know, there's so much space and it feels so open and so airy. And you really are able to meander through the suite with such ease. And there's so many different activities that can happen at the same time that I feel that was really the approach we were taking in room massages. So, you know, there's just this great level of amenities that come along with with not, you know with the design of the suite do you actually go and talk to people who are billionaires who really don't care you know, about do. it's not a about the of, price it's about what yeah, i need to make yeah. my life work and and i think a lot of people will tell you at at that stratum at that level that they really want to savor memories and what's most important to them is time and space is luxury to them. So it's really not so much about the decoration and the glitz and glamour, but it's about how am I going to feel and how, many, how I'm going to use this suite. Yeah. And we've made a very comfortable, usable suite. So, and then of course it has that layer of art, 
where every piece has been elevated to an art form. And, you know, when we were designing it in the back of our mind, we were always thinking of Mr. Frank Del Rio and how he's this avid art collector. And we said, how would an art collector live? You would love to be surrounded by beautiful things and by art. So... Well, so just like the song just that just like came Frank on, Sinatra. you're going to feel you're like in you heaven. are in heaven. <laughs> Your handle, thank you very much. Thank indeed. you so much. Thanks for your time. A great pleasure to meet you. Likewise, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.